Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Man of Golf Performance Podcast. My name is Dr. Russ Manalastis, and I'm a licensed physical therapist and strength coach who wants to use my medical and training background to help golfers improve their body to play without limitations. This podcast is for golfers of any age and experience level, as we feel we can provide tips and advice to help your performance on and off the golf course. For those looking to get a head start and look their best this upcoming golf season, go to underarmor.com and use the promo code RUSSWINTER23, R-U-S-S-W-I-N-T-E-R-2-3, to get 20% off any item on the site. Big thanks to our friends at Under Armour for helping our golfers look and feel great. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the show. All right, all right. Man of Golf Performance Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. We're talking all things shoulder pain and how it relates to the golf swing. Um, I think a lot of golfers who we see in the off season or even during the season are dealing with shoulder related issues. And we want to make sure that we can identify what's going on, how can we address it moving forward, and also stay tuned for a certain couple of assessments that we'll show you at the end that you can utilize to see what those next steps should be for you. So if you're dealing with shoulder pain that's been going on for weeks, months, years, and you haven't been able to kind of really kind of put your finger on it as to how best to get it better, then this is maybe an episode that you want to kind of check out and maybe listen to a couple of times, right? So I'm going to show you, I'm going to talk about three things that we like like to take a look at when it comes to shoulder-related issues and get ideas to, hey, what's going on? Where is it coming from? And what should the plan be moving forward, right? First and foremost, whenever you're dealing with shoulder-related issues, we need to look at the spine. Okay, the spine becomes so important to look at to make sure that we're not missing anything that could be contributing to why you're experiencing shoulder pain. And so when it comes to the neck in particular, there are a lot of nerves that come through your neck that innervate a lot of the muscles that are in the shoulder and around the shoulder blade. So if there is like a nerve irritation in the neck, or if there's, let's say, a referral pattern that's referring pain into the shoulder coming from your neck, we can't dismiss that, right? We can treat the shoulder all day long, but if you're dealing with discomfort in the shoulder that's coming from your neck, Usually you want to treat the neck. If you treat the neck, there's a good chance your shoulder pain goes away, right? So you can't discount the neck. You can't overlook the neck. That's the first place we look at. We don't even look at the shoulder until we look at the neck. The second place, if you clear the neck, is you want to take a look at your upper back or your thoracic spine, okay? If your upper back or thoracic spine is not either extending, think about good posture, or rotating, think about your golf swing, either in your backswing or your follow-through, then if you run out of real estate in your upper back or your thoracic spine, then your shoulder and shoulder blade have to do more work in order for you to get into the positions that you want to get into for your golf swing, okay? And so what we end up seeing is if we're missing range of motion in your thoracic spine, you get a lot of this kind of pinching sensation in the front of their shoulder, or you get this pinching sensation in the back of your shoulder, right? And so we'll talk about diagnosis here in a little bit, but what we end up seeing is that becomes irritable over time. And all of a sudden now, if you're dealing with discomfort, it's going to lead you to now all of a sudden shorten up your backswing, right? And all of a sudden it's going to make you very, very um, hesitant to want to really kind of swing with your normal speed and power because you're worried about the discomfort that you're going to experience, right? And so your upper back becomes really important in terms of extension and rotation to be able to, one, get into the positions you want to get into and not put more undue stress on your shoulder just because you're missing rotation or thoracic extension through your upper back, okay? So again, the spine becomes so important for shoulder-related issues. Is it coming from the neck? whether it's nerves or referral from the neck, or is it coming from the upper back? Are you missing range of motion or mobility in your upper back that's contributing to putting more stress on the shoulder over time? Okay, so those are two things I wanna kind of make sure that you're very, very clear on. We need to check the spine first before we can look at the shoulder. If we can't move away from the spine, we've got to treat the spine first before we can get to the actual shoulder itself, okay? A lot of times people go backwards. Well, they'll try and treat the shoulder, right? Get that pain under control, and all of a sudden they feel better, and then 
then all of a sudden, because you have some lingering issues from the spine still happening, the shoulder pain comes back. And that's not what we want. We want to make sure once we get it under control, we can keep it under control, not only now, but long term. Okay. The second thing I want you to be wary of is diagnosis is that you get either from healthcare providers or maybe let's say Dr. Google, right? Unfortunately, when we experience pain, the first thing we start to kind of look at is we start to Google things, get ideas to, hey, I've got pain in the front of my shoulder. I got pain in my bicep. I've got pain in the back of my shoulder. What's going on and how can I address it? And so while I think diagnosis can be great to get it an overall overarching idea as to what's going on, I think there needs to be more context behind the diagnosis that you get. And I don't want you to feel like the diagnosis you get is like a death sentence. It's not at all, right? And the, the two things that we see people get diagnosed with or golfers get diagnosed with most when it comes to shoulder-related issues are shoulder impingement and this rotator cuff tendonitis or, or irritation, okay? And they kind of run hand in hand. And we'll kind of talk about that here in a second. But um, shoulder impingement, I think, is a pretty um, – it's a misnomer. Um, shoulder impingement is something that actually happens on the regular, whether or not you actually have pain. You know, in the shoulder joint, you have a ball and socket, right? And while we look at pictures on the internet, if you look at, you know, diagrams in, in let's say, a, a doctor's office or a medical office, you know, this quote-unquote space that you see kind of on either a, an image or on a, a model is actually not truly there. There's really not much space kind of going on in the shoulder. So there's a lot of things that kind of happen in the shoulder whenever you're moving your arm either over your head or across your body that could encroach on some tissue. But again, if you're not having any pain, that encroachment happens all the time, right? And so I think it's short-sighted to call something shoulder impingement because you're in pain when in actuality, shoulder impingement actually happens pretty frequently regardless of what you're doing. And so um, I think the important thing you need to understand is that Shoulder impingement, while it's a diagnosis, it's not something that you need to be overly scared about. It's actually something that happens more frequently. But again, if you have some sensitivity or if you're having some pain, then that's something that we absolutely need to address. Secondly is that whole idea of rotator cuff tendonitis or rotator cuff irritation. Your rotator cuff are four small muscles and their goal is to keep the ball relatively centered in the middle of the socket whenever you move your arm. If for whatever reason, let's say, um, you're lacking maybe uh, stability or endurance in the shoulder, or maybe that tissue fatigues too quickly, or maybe those tissues are not as strong as we want them to be, then that can create more sensitivity irritation around the shoulder, which could contribute to some of the discomfort that you're experiencing. And so while rotator cuff tendonitis or irritation is definitely a diagnosis that we hear a lot of, Again, it's something that is actually pretty common and something that we can get under control pretty quickly if we have a true understanding of what's going on and we understand, is this the source of the issue or is it, are these just symptoms, right? And so, again, be wary of diagnoses to make sure that we're not just, you know, throwing around these diagnoses and all of a sudden we're making people more fearful of movement when in actuality movement is the solution and not um, something you need to be um, very, very careful of, okay? So the last thing I want to talk about is actually getting help. Right. So we can piecemeal all these different things or uh, information that we get from the Internet together to kind of come up with our own plan of care. Or we can just go to a medical provider that's very, very well versed in golf and the golf swing and the mechanics of the golf swing to get an idea as to what's going on. Right. Um, are you missing range of motion in your upper back? Right. If you're, let's say, swaying or sliding, that could be contributing to what's going on in your shoulder as well. Right. If you're missing rotation in your shoulder or maybe that's why you're, you're maybe coming over the top and creating more issues with the shoulder or potentially causing more irritation as you make impact with the shoulder. So these are all things that we want to be very, very mindful of. And ultimately, you need to get help. 
you you really need to see a provider that's either local or like say someone like myself who we see people kind of remotely or in person just kind of depends on the situation and the context behind that but ultimately you need to see, go see someone for help right you googling and youtubing videos for the pain that you're experiencing might help but it might not tell the full story right and so um, another thing I want you to be mindful of is for providers that are telling you to just rest and take medication until your pain goes away, you need to be a bigger advocate and be more proactive with your health and just wait for things to kind of settle, right? While their rest can be very, very helpful, too much rest is probably not good either, right? So we see all the time golfers will rest for four weeks, take a high dose anti-inflammatory to get their pain to settle and their pain will feel better. But as soon as they start swinging the golf club, it comes right back and then you're back to square one, right? So ultimately you need to be more proactive with your health, figure out what's going on and get an idea as to, hey, if I have an issue, how can I modify either the training that I'm currently doing or how can I implement new exercises or new training into my routine to get my shoulder more robust, more resilient, and more durable so that as I start to swing again, my shoulder is not going to cause more irritation, okay? I think that's really, really important because we see so many times healthcare providers um, who maybe aren't overly well-versed in this stuff, they'll say, hey, just go rest take medication. When it feels better, go back to doing what you're doing. Um, I don't think that's a great solution. It's actually just a band-aid and a short-term fix. And that's actually not going to help your long-term outlook of what we're trying to do when it comes to your shoulder pain. So I, I think it's really important to kind of talk about these things, right? In summary, three things you want to take a look at with regards to your shoulder pain. And again, regardless of where the shoulder pain is, is it coming from the spine, whether that's your neck or your upper back, right? Two, is the diagnosis that you're getting actually, um, a big concern. Uh, in all honesty, my opinion is it's probably not because I think there needs to be more context behind the diagnosis that you get. Okay. So I would take the diagnosis that you get with a grain of salt until you, number three, actually see a healthcare provider, a professional that's very, very well versed in the golf swing and how it relates to your shoulder pain. Right. And so those are the main, main three things that we talk about with regards to the shoulder discomfort that the golfers are dealing with. Okay. After this um, podcast is over, I'm going to um, attach a link. Uh, to three quick assessments that you can do uh, for specifically for golfers that are dealing with shoulder pain to get an idea as to, hey, it could be X, Y, or Z, or these are the things that we need to do moving forward to get your shoulder under control, right? So again, be proactive, right? Don't worry too much about the diagnosis until you find the right type of help. And then obviously get the help you need to help build better resilience for the golf swing so that you can play and improve your body to play without limitations. Okay. So um, stay tuned for your next episode. It'll be next week. We'll continue to kind of talk about um, different body parts that relates to the golf swing and how you might need to manage those moving forward, especially as the season starts to get close, right? We're, we're almost to March at this point in time. And even though it's still a little cold before you know it, the golf season is going to be here. We want to make sure any nagging issues that you've got going on, we want to at least help you address those and find the right type of help so we can get you going for the golf season. We'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Man and Golf Performance Podcast. We love feedback and we'd love to hear directly from you about what you're looking for and how we can help. If you enjoy the show, we would really appreciate you guys leaving a review on whatever platform you listen on to help us spread the word and get people to tune in. Stay tuned for next week's episode, and we'll talk to you guys then.